You are now listening to Well, Well, well Phila Now. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ex. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? How big were her breasts? <laughs> Yes, we want Villeneuve love, not COVID. We're over COVID. We're so over COVID. <laughs> That's why we got a a slow jam playing right now. Because this is where we are. Lord, is that Rona gonna come? <laughs> it's literally my energy. Last time we came to you guys, um, we was cracking jokes. And we were predicting. Oh, this part right here. This shit fucks up. No, really. I didn't know 2020 would start off this rough. And so last time we came into y'all's podcast delivery boxes, I don't even know if that makes sense. We had a little bit more um, energy, a little more jaunt. We were predicting our city was going to go into the massive dovos. And it, it did. It did. It did. We're here, you guys. It is 28 days later in New York City. It's really wild if you guys are watching the news. Half the nation's reported that, sorry, in our state alone, our state right. alone. We are the nexus. We are the uh, main Petri dish. We are the zone. Although we did come outside to record this episode because we love you guys. Um, I just know that this rain and stuff needs to let up because I don't need mosquitoes doing oh, what they do. But they say mosquitoes aren't going to do the thing. Like they're not going to be responsible for uh, spreading disease. <laughs> Like they usually are. What was the one right. that the, the mosquitoes were spreading? Zika. I feel like the mosquitoes were carrying something that people were like, I got to watch out for the mosquitoes. But I don't remember what it was. Off the top of my head. I mean, it's because mosquitoes don't fuck with me anymore. Like they used to fuck with me when I was a kid. But they don't fuck with me now. But how do you guys do <laughs> uh, Because aside from driving each other crazy, um, we are... Well, there was first a drought and any type of buzz, whisper, or word about anything to be to be amused about with this show. We are now drowning in content. Like, yeah, no, that's uh, it's part of the BBC troll. I think that there was nothing. It was literally dry as an oasis desert for several months, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Here's everything in a two-week period." Here are the teasers, here are the trailers, here are additional photos. And just just recently, just today, the embargo was lifted on reviews by journalists, I guess, who got to screeners. And it looks like people got screeners ranging from one episode, first episode of season three, all the way to episode five of series three, which is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay, BBC, AMC. And so it's safe to say, you guys, that there are spoilers afoot. There are spoilers a fucking foot. There are spoilers afoot. So if you are not interested in being spoiled in any way, or certainly not more spoiled than you already have been by our musings and talkings, shut this shit down This may not be the snack for This is definitely not a snack for you. This is definitely not a snack for you, because we will be discussing all of 
of the spoilers that we've discovered and things we've been able to piece together from the journalists who have posted their reviews. And it's like, you know, it's like a puzzle. And I do love puzzles in general of just like piecing together every piece of clue that each person says in their interview and then assembling it for a look at the episode. And I got to tell you, at this point in time, I feel like I have two thirds of the premiere episode. And while I'm tickled at myself for figuring this out, I'm also a bit disturbed. I chose to say nope with a lot of the uh, minutes of like actual show footage as far as watching that. But some of the articles, they did have me feeling... What do you mean? Like trailers? You didn't watch the trailers? What the Trailers, yes. But I'm talking about over a minute, a teaser of actual footage from an episode that wasn't a trailer, I was like, yeah, no. Because when I saw who was releasing it and I saw that it wasn't like BBC, I was like, "Mm, mm." Yeah, but it's probably people the BBC gave clips and screeners to with rules about how much they can show of something and from what episode, I would presume. Because that's all that stuff always comes with NDAs and contracts and things. So I don't assume that a scene has shown up like there's a a scene that we can that we saw. At least I saw with Eve and Kenny that gives some exposition and explanation as to how Eve is saved at the end of season two. And there's a scene with Villanelle and Dasha. This new character that we've discovered is definitely played by Dame Harriet, as we've been discussing. And certainly in that boss role that we were thinking of the 12. But through this scene, we were able to get some more insight into what exactly kind of role does she play for the 12? Well, other than, you know, it's the countdown to Easter. Um, For those of us who are not already stir crazy and know that this countdown is already on a fast tracked time mind and fast don't know track. which way is up. And uh, trust me, I understand and I relate as far as the which way uh, is up is concerned. But um, we are trying to fast track a few things on our own on our end. Um, We may have links for some of you to be able to listen to uh, live commentary for the premiere if you are up for it. Oh, yeah. It looks like Periscope is saving that thing. We tried our first live tonight in the early a.m. For those of you who were aware, it was like maybe just over a dozen. Actually, no, that was just on Insta. I know we also had a couple dozen, maybe more than that. It said like 176 viewers on Periscope. But if you were online in the interwebs and you happen to see us go live with our attempts because apparently they post that shit to our Twitter and Insta, then you saw us talking shit for um, over two hours. Killing Eve related stuff and also not Killing Eve related stuff, but in the queer verse of life. So that all works. But yeah, we're going to try to go live again for the premiere, just for anyone who is interested in sharing this experience in quarantine, since we can't really have any viewing parties, which is totally a thing we were going to try to do. I know other people were trying to do, so that's out. So we can all just view and party together online and share whatever grief and <laughs> horror that we will all have together, depending on what's happening with this wedding or just like all live and get our our lives at the exact same time so i don't know but yeah new shit that we're going to be trying that as long as you guys are following us on our social media accounts you will see some sort of alert at some point in time when it's happening if you are awake and just doing stuff for the 9 p.m eastern time just look for us because we will be around all right so we're gonna quickly just dash on over to the correction segment cool it's the correction segment Wow, did we totally fuck that up? Did we? I mean, I hope not. Did, did, I think we did. Yeah. Aww. 
And this is why we have snack episodes. All right. So what's in the correction segments? Uh, do you want to go first? Um, yeah, we, we mentioned earlier. Well, I can't say earlier because hello, you guys don't know that we were just live for two hours that I uh, very, very wrongly uh, was hoping for a particular uh, what was <laughs> you're a hot mess. Are I you talking am. about the karaoke? Well, I can't make that a correction. I still want it to be karaoke. No, but the correction, this is unbelievable. <laughs> Y'all, this is exactly what happens with Turnstone's groceries. And he said he wasn't been drinking, but I really do think he has. Um, So, Gemma, your correction, one correction I'm aware of is you're needing to correct Gemma Whalen as Constantine's wife. Or Villanelle's wife, which she is neither. Right. I just wanted her to be in a role that was fun. I said snarky uh, secretary at my six or. Okay, but there's a lot of fun roles that don't involve being Constantine's wife. That's in true. fact, I would say that's not a fun role at all. That's, <laughs> that's true. So we, we get a, a name for Jamula's character. We get Geraldine. And for as much as we are allowed to surmise at this point is that she is um Carolyn's daughter. Now, of course, she does have a father, and that may save it un- for the musings. This okay. is about your groceries, right. about who the fuck Gemma Whalen is playing, and not, not right. She's not Constantine's, Constantine's wife, wife which I feel like I already knew she was definitely not going to be Constantine's wife or Villanelle's wife, nobody's wife, as it were. <laughs> but these are this is this is the correction for you. I'm still holding out hope that Gemma Whalen and Eve will smash for unknown reasons. But yes, but here's hoping that she can have fun. Even though she's not married to Jodie Comer. But hoping. I'm hoping she has fun. Carolyn's her mom, so she's got to have a little bit of fun. All right, so this next correction is actually on me. And it's not really a correction. It's more so of an allowance for a plausible storyline that you suggested that I still do not think will happen, but fine. And this was that, you know, me saying Eve has no friends this season to go to karaoke with at all. And I still do not believe that Eve will be going to karaoke. And I don't believe she has real friends. But I do think that Eve, she makes the surrogate friends that she needs to put in danger in season three. (laughs) As was revealed by one of the trailers, the Eve trailer, where she is talking to some man who look like they work in a magazine somewhere. And she's informing them, if you guys have seen it, that, hey, there's a secret agency and they're super dangerous. If I tell you about them, your lives will be in danger. And one of the guys is like, well, don't Don't tell tell us. us. And she's like, so they're the 12th. And so, I mean, if Kenny's dead, which at this point I'm assuming he is, then Eve really doesn't have anyone else to care about, especially because Elena has not been brought back. And Elena would be the only other person besides Kenny or Bill that Eve would actually have a piece of emotion about dying. So, yeah, that's my correction that Eve could potentially go to karaoke. But does that mean that I believe Eve will at all? No. No, I don't. I do not believe Eve will be doing anything social except for maybe fighting with Villanelle and bowling with Dasha. But that's something else entirely. Um, Let's see. From listening to earlier footage, I know that I, apart from that, wanted uh, Kenny's death to not happen as fast as it may have. But then again, that's more of a muse because we don't know for sure that it is episode one, even though we feel like it is. This is true. So we'll hold, I'll hold that and not really call that a correction yet. Um, Oh, my correction is, is that I wanted Kenny to be the one to find Eve. And then technically it may still be true. But when I said it, no, when I said it, no, I meant that I wanted Kenny to find Eve in the ruins. Correct it. And that is not, it's not happening. That's not what we're getting. That is a irrelevant correction for you because that definitely is not happening like that. 
Oh, while you think of the other correction, I guess I could also go on record and say that I've had this fantasy of us not picking up six months ahead. So I have all these before six months. Ugh, you need to let them die. You do. And that, you need to kill it. Kill that it dead. will not be... They won't come to pass. They, they're not... They're not real. They're not. They're not canon. And one of those many scenes is my Eve Palastri in the hospital. God, <sighs> having visions of Villanelle, visions which of isn't Villanelle. gonna happen. I guess my last correction is, I mean, it's just sort of like, it's not even really my fault. It's the BBC's fault. And it's the whole Killing Eve airing at 10. At the time we let our snack go forth, the news was then that Killing Eve is going to be airing at 10 and the premiere date is still at the end of the month and of course in between the two weeks since we last recorded and did stuff killing eve is moved up you guys know pew 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 depending on how hardcore of a killing Eve fan you are that we are back two whole weeks early and so that seems to have negated a few of the things that probably were going to be the case like hey we're coming on at 10 p.m again a correction i don't know that it actually affects the explicit things because whatever was shot that could potentially have been explicit to warrant a 10 p.m showtime is still already already shot so that doesn't change that part of what could be happening in killing eve i don't know how excited i am for a scene with villanelle and her lady love her wife but with some of the musing we've done with the listeners who joined our live there are definitely some new scenarios with eve and villanelle that i'm very interested in but i'm not going to talk about it right now i just want to say shout out to y'all and um, to those y'all. of you working on the fanfic give me that shit right away like you you already know <laughs> give me that shit right away thank you please and thank you oh okay so another correction i can oh, one make more? uh only because i maybe it was more of my hopeful wishing that i was hoping that this wishing series would have began hoping. with nico still in the uh oh dear I wanted him still in it since the time jump happened. We obviously can't have him there for six months unless he would have eaten Gemma at that point. But, <laughs> he would have eaten Gemma. Right. That's how you survive. Like alive. <laughs> you just do what you gotta do. But yeah, my take was that someone Nico. some character <laughs> would have um, discovered Nico and he would have thought he was being saved when in fact he was being taken out of the paint completely and we would have just never had to deal with him the whole season. But oh well, Nico. Out. Oh well, he gets out. Right. He runs free. He does run free, and I guess I could add this, but it isn't really a correction. It was just more of a prediction that Paul was going to be somebody dangerous from Harlots, that actor, and he's not. He's definitely working in this journalist agency thing that Eve eventually ends up at, trying to figure out stuff about the Twelve because he's the one in the clip we saw. And I'm like, oh, okay, so Paul's not a killer. He is a man working in an office who will probably die thanks to Eve. For sure. <laughs> because someone's got to die thanks to Eve. Someone has to die thanks to Eve because we are not in a, a season of Killing Eve if no one dies because Eve exists. Gabrielle died in episode one so Eve could get her notice that her girlfriend was still alive. And so I really do believe that a number of people will go down for sheer proximity to Eve because if that doesn't happen, that basically makes what Raymond says bullshit. And what is the point of having Raymond deliver that line the way he did it if it's not going to come back to revisit your characters, what he Very said? True. Because that means the 12 is just full of shit. The 12 isn't scary. Because if the 12 hasn't gotten Eve and they've not done any to fuck with her life who fucking gives a shit about the 12 why should anyone be scared why should anyone be shook about the 12 when clearly they can't even get eve palastri out the paint and she's not even fully risen to dark eve so all right so does that mean we're done with corrections or what uh i want to say yeah 
Cool, so let us move on to uh, Revelations. Killing Eve, Revelations. <laughs> Yo, did that really just fucking happen? I'm dead. All right, so I have no idea where to begin with Revelations because... Probably the trailers. The cup runneth over. The okay. trailers. The trailers. So if we the trailers, the trailers, the trailers, then... Okay, so uh, if we go in uh, release order... Well, yeah, we can give a quick rundown of the basic things that came out. I feel like ultimately it was about two weeks ago that it started with the release of, hey, Killing Eve is back two weeks early. And we found out that same day that for all you UK listeners, uh, European listeners, that you guys will just be getting it a day later on the 13th, which is still enough time to be spoiled depending on how anxious you are, but not like extreme. And so that's awesome that that is something that they were able to work out in these Rona times. And so that was the initial or the first Killing Eve status. I was giving us some stuff and they played a trailer, which we can play really quickly, featuring a lot of stuff, but mostly a lot of Villanelle in this trailer. (laughs) I'm moving up in the world. Honestly, Villanelle. Oh, Kenny. (laughs) A lot of screaming in these trailers. She's bad. Yo, Villanelle with those bloody tears. This isn't about me. She's ridiculous. You don't seem very happy. She's not, because Villanelle's not between those tasks. (laughs) (laughs) Up for a game? Eve smelling herself because she looks like she has not showered recently. Admitted to I admitted to Villanelle. <laughs> you wish you were there in her bed, Villanelle. Tell truth. Tell the truth. So yeah, that so, was the first thing. That was course, a lot of wow. There was a lot of images going on. Of note is of course Villanelle is a clown from the EW thing that we saw. Villanelle, at this point, I've just deduced she's in a black suit with a bit of a lace top. That that is her wedding. That is her wedding. That is what's happening. And she's giving a toast and she's lying to everyone, including herself, about how happy she is that her ex is dead. When all signs in the trailer point to an unhinged, not okay Villanelle with Eve not being in her life. So, okay, that much is very fun for me. And we see all kinds of stuff that are hinting like, okay, here's Kenny, but Kenny's in one outfit. So, doesn't look good for Kenny in the one outfit. (laughs) Eve is in more than one outfit, which for Eve is saying a lot. So, already, Eve looks like she is living her worst life. Has she showered? She's smelling herself. She's brushing her teeth in a bathroom that looks like it's public. And you're just like, what's going on, Eve Palastri? Where Villanelle looks to be living her best life, which, to be fair, you guys know that's what I wanted. That's what I thought it should come back to that Villanelle is on some other page of trying to convince herself that everything's fine and Eve is just down in the dumps knowing it's not fine but I do love this energy they seem to be putting forth that Villanelle is pretending she's fine but she really 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 isn't fine and suddenly now wants stuff that she never wanted like a rich bitch and a big house and all this stuff when before she was contented mind you with a cabin and some scary. Now she's like, right. give me a palace. Give me all these things. And I, you guys, I was going to say, I think this is Villanelle's attempt at coping. And she's not doing very well <laughs> at all. All right. So after that, and it was the initial shock of like, oh, my God, we finally have a moving image of Killing Eve and what's happening in season three. Then they gave us this damn 
poster update. Was it? I feel like the Eve trailer came a few days after that. The ribbons preceded the trailer. And so after they released the first main trailer, which was very heavily Villanelle, they released an Eve-focused trailer with the statement on their Twitter, she's alive, which of course we all knew. (laughs) Up for a game? Once I tell you about them, your lives are in danger. Don't tell us. They're called the 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eve. Life. Never change. Yeah, I be happy. Right. So this was a delicious trailer just for the simple fact that it confirmed, again, what I wanted for Eve, which is that she's suffering. She's drinking. She's barely making it through. Just surviving. It was all very, very Eve. And she looked great. It. I mean, Sandra <laughs> always looks great, but she looked great in this trailer. I don't know if Villanelle's ready. And so after we get that trailer with the statement, she's alive, they also, like a day or so later, they tweeted a question about Carolyn. Like, what is she thinking? And in this photo of Carolyn, it's just Carolyn in a jacket. It's a jacket that we've seen in a couple other photos from when Villanelle kidnaps her and it seems like something is going on. It's not the white jacket in the EW article where it looks like she's potentially at a funeral. We know this is the jacket she's wearing on the day that Villanelle kidnaps her or some sort of issue happens. One of the many trailers we've seen, there is a scene of Carolyn getting into a car accident, slow motion. Looks like there's an agent protector next to her. He probably gets got and does not make it out of the season three. But clearly this episode is a turning point of action for stuff. Yeah, I would agree. I do like the jacket though. I like it. It's a very pretty jacket. Fit and the color. Now I was gonna say she just looks boss. I like the I like the still they chose. Carolyn always looks like a boss. The next little thing they released was just take a deep breath. Killing Eve returns two weeks early on Sunday, April twelfth at nine, and it was a quick clip of Villanelle pretending that she's having the best life in her new flat. Villanelle opens a really big window. <laughs> And sings to the neighborhood. And clearly Villanelle cannot afford that on her own. I don't even know how she would sign for the lease because I feel like the paperwork and the deposit you got to leave down for a place like this in Barcelona is substantial. Um, they're, not, uh, they're not revelations based, but um, I do like that they're with this particular teaser. That they're just showing us, yeah, she's trying to move on. She's trying to be something that she... We have not seen her do any of this. So she's pretty much... She's in the mask. She's in someone else's skin. She's living someone else's life. Could this be a job? We don't know yet. Could this be... The job is get over Eve. I think it's pretty well established from what we've seen because it seems like she doesn't get back on the jobs until Dasha comes into play. Likely what is in a scene from the first episode that has been released early where Villanelle is having a conversation with this woman and things are revealed. So it stands to reason she has not been in the 12 and she has not been killing for the 12 if she has been killing this entire time. She's been in her fantasy situation with this wife. Dasha, at her wedding, presumably, shows the fuck up to be like, hey, remember me, bitch? I mm. trained you, and I would like for you to come back into default. But yes. So after we get that... Um, is the one after that Carolyn's uh, trailer? The Car- Carolyn dedicated trailer? Yeah, the next trailer is... They put it out with the title Mother Knows Best, and it was a Carolyn-centric trailer. And we can play that now. Wow. I have all my best thoughts in the past. Don't worry. I'll have him killed. <laughs> oh, very good. 
I hear you've been very naughty. Have I? Oh, Carolyn, definitely. He's been very, very naughty. <laughs> Just the way we like her. Hmm, have I? She definitely has. And so I like that she is in the bath when Eve comes in. I'm sure Eve is annoyed. While I would not mind sapphic goings on, Eve has too much of a problem with Carolyn to ever let that go down, which is why I'm still holding out hope that Geraldine will get into Miss Palastri's uh, petticoats. But who knows? Who knows? Those are just hopes and dreams for right now. But in that trailer... Those are good hopes. Thanks. We see Carolyn is back on the shits. It looks like she has Eve come to see her and Eve is annoyed that she's undressed. because She's like, the only woman I want to see... Not with clothes on, Carolyn, is Villanelle! And you were not her. But it also looks like she's not in there alone because she has a protector in there. And it looks like the same man who is in the car with her in another scene when it crashes. And so since we are not used to seeing protection with Carolyn for the whole season one of season two, we have never really seen her have a guy that is with her. The right. only person we've seen is Eve after Villanelle started turning up in season two with the whole Julian situation that something has to happen to make MI6 or Carolyn or whoever be like, we need to have a body on you because the 12 was interested in you. So potentially this goes back into the theory that Carolyn does not have a reason to go and see Eve and talk to Eve until something happens to Kenny and or to her that then prompts her to be like, hey, um, this is what's going on. And we also see her talking to some dude, probably more than one dude that we need to see. Maybe he's a boss and there's another dude in the office setting. He's like, oh, you've been very naughty. And I feel like he probably works for MI6. Hopefully he's beneath her. I don't know. That's the hope because she's like, have I? Like... <laughs> Well, she's surrounded by men in that scene. So already I'm like, mm. I mean, granted, one of the guys seems to be her protection. But I'm just like, who is this person that she's supposed to be accountable to or she's trying to be accountable to? I don't like it. I preferred it when it was the lady boss and they were making jokes. But OK, all right. And so very quick thing, but much like the other main trailer and Eve's trailer feels very chaotic, feels very frenetic. Like things aren't stable for anybody so far. After that release of the Carolyn Mother Knows Best trailer was when we got headshot type things of Villanelle and Eve and their respective outfits that have been in the, the first photo shoot we saw, which is the Villanelle in the red leather jacket and Eve in her turtleneck and parka. Yes. And so I can only assume that something significant happens for and to these women while they're in these respective outfits in the show. And we have seen a few scenes in the trailers that Villanelle appears to be more wearing a red leather jacket. And so I just assume at this point something intense is going on that episode, which is why they would bother to use that as the right, visual the aesthetic outfit. for the photo shoot. Right. I'd like to say episode five, but since Suzanne <laughs> seems to be throwing out stuff in general when it comes to the formula, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know, you guys. Soon though. Soon. It's, it's got to be something really, really prominent. Something that's going to stick with all of us. We just don't know exactly when we're going to get hit with it or if they will see one another in these outfits. I want to say they do. Mm. I want to say they see one another in these outfits. I feel like so. Anytime they Killing Eve has done this in the past, they have seen it's because they've been together in the episode, which is what makes the outfit significant versus just like I'm wearing it. And then Killing Eve. Oh, you guys, BBC, you guys, AMC, you're so fucking funny the way you like to troll people on April 1st because on April Fool's, they were like, oh, do y'all want to know what kind of teasers y'all get on April April Fools. Nico! They gave us Nico teasers and they had the nerve to not only give us Nico teasers and Nico content on April 1st, which I don't know how many of you guys noticed that it was April 1st when they decided to do this, <laughs> but I did. And the tweet was, Nico deserves this and so do you. And I was like, already, like, what does Nico deserve besides death? Um, but let's play this clip real quick. The wait. The wait. 
is finally, is finally over. Guess who's back? Back again. Nico's back. <laughs> but that giggle is like, that's a Villanelle girl. I'm already mad with this music, music and yes. his fucking truck from 1967 and his messy stash. Nico taking a selfie by himself. <laughs> so that old lady in the scarf definitely got to be Dasha. Nico's at a bar drinking. Looks like Nico's getting chased in a car. Nico looks like he's seen better fucking days. So Nico has seen better days. He has seen better days. And I'm so happy that he is looking ragtag and like his life has completely <laughs> fallen apart because that's what he deserves. That's what I deserve as an E-fan and a Nico hater. And I'm so glad we're here. So this really falls in line with what I've been saying about BBC and AMC trolling the fans because what on earth? Is this? They right. know at this point in time, people were clamoring for footage. They were clamoring for anything to give any indication of what was happening in Killing Eve. And they decided to not only say, this is what Nico deserves and what you deserve on April Fool's. Like, they're fucking with us, guys. And so if you're not convinced that Villain Eve is getting a kiss this season, they have to. Because who does this kind of trolling? Who does this kind right. of trolling when you know you're not going to give people what they want? And you know, they know what the fans of the show want is Villanelle and Eve together. Whether you're a het or you're queer or somewhere in between and you're unidentified, you know that the reason why you're into this fucking show is because of what they set up between the two bitches. So I feel like with all this trolling of like, oh, they hate each other. Oh, they're never going to be together. Oh, nothing's ever going to work out. It means, it has to mean, at least with my clown makeup on, clown makeup contour, that we are getting a kiss. The gay's already been here. Fuck that. We need a kiss. We need a kiss. We need a kiss. Starting to chant. We already had plenty of gay. We need sapphic connection of the lips. Just break Villanelle off a little piece of something. I want Eve to be broken off as well because she needs it. But Villanelle, poor girl. Look at how she's acting right, right now. Right. She is unfulfilled. I feel like she's like Naomi Watts in Mulholland Drive. And this is a deep poll. But, you know, Naomi, um, that scene in Mulholland Drive where she, like, her life is going down. And we find out that her life isn't like how we thought in the first half where she's just with this beautiful woman and they love each other. That actually this beautiful woman is an actress who doesn't respect her, it seems, or give a shit about her, actually. Right. And she's having that masturbation scene where it's like angry masturbation. It, to me, it actually gives off Eve vibes because she's masturbating because she's horny and because she still loves this woman, theoretically, you know, in the movie, and she's attracted to her, but she's angry because she's treated like shit. And I think potentially, especially because of the way mentals can come into play for women when it comes to getting off, that that is all fucking up her shit. That she wants to get off to this woman, but she's having a hard time because she's angry, but that's also aiding in the masturbation, but then there's no relief. This is where Villanelle is. Yikes. This is where Villanelle Yikes, is. Like angry it. masturbation of Naomi Watts and Mulholland Drive where she's like, I keep trying to get off. I keep doing this thing with my wife. I am getting married. I have the pretty house. Why isn't it all fitting together? Why isn't it all just like, why isn't it sating me? Why am I not having the stuff that's supposed to make sense? Because I'm saying, well, I she wasn't really that special. Oh, she didn't really want to be with me. Oh, it's fucking fine. Oh, it was not what I thought. But she's not able to make it make sense with the maths. She's like, two plus two is equaling 18 and I don't understand. <laughs> Eve Pilastri, what have you done? All right, so what was the next trailer oh so also on that day they weren't just like oh we're not gonna just fucking troll you about nico stuff with video footage we're gonna troll you with actual photographic evidence <laughs> and that's what they did 
because we also got a photo on the first of Eve and Nico with the caption that said marriage. And I actually love this photo because Eve is sitting at a table with Nico. And Nico looks fucked up, you guys. He his hair does. is a hot mess. His bangs looking wispy and not in the good way. And Eve is just kind of looking at the top of his head like, ooh. Mm. I think I retweeted it saying the caption for Eve was, wow, life got us both fucked up. But at least my edges remain laid, Nico. I mean, damn, get a brush, my dude. What you doing out here? And there's also, in one of the other shots, a manila envelope from a different angle that we see. And guys, I think that's divorce papers. I don't know what you guys think. Place your bets right now. But I say divorce papers. I mean, that's the hope. That's that's what everyone wants. I mean, we want... I don't know that everyone wants it, but at least some people. Okay. Some people, there's there's Nico Hive in the fandom. Oh. They exist. Well, I'm sorry, Nico Hive, but I feel like it's safest for Nico to just sign the papers. Personally. Personally. I don't know that Nico is safe, period, in this <laughs> situation, but it would be best for Nico to just bow out and stop trying and hopefully the six months of space that he's had likely in some sort of mental health care facility he has taken what he needs to be like oh my god i don't want to be with eve i i don't i don't because <laughs> look what has happened to my life i just want to be a simple polish teacher who bowls and plays dominoes with dom oh i wonder if dom would get murdered just for the, the shits of it but dom probably won't come back in a story i really yeah. feel like they won't even cast that actor again i don't feel like he'll <laughs> He will have any relevance whatsoever. The next promo after that was not really relevant to season three per se, but it was relevant to me because I didn't know that cottage pie and shepherd's pie were interchangeable because Killing Eve tweeted, whip up a cottage pie and binge Killing Eve season two. And I was like, what? Oh, right. Is that supposed to be a shepherd's pie? And then thank you for the lovely listeners and our followers who were like, no, Candace, shepherd's pie has lamb meat and cottage pie has ground beef. And I was like, I definitely would have never known that distinction. Thank you for telling me. If you guys didn't know, now you know. Cottage pie, evidently. Ground beef. Shepherd's pie, evidently. Yeah. Lamb's meat. Mm. But it was just program. sort of like, yeah, it was the Tupperware of Eve and Villanelle's first date back at Eve's crib. <laughs> and uh, it was nice to relive those moments of Eve not having any chill when Villanelle was like, don't grab that knife. No, really, right. don't grab that knife. And he was like, watch me grab this knife, bitch. <laughs> I'm Eve Pilastri. I don't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> We also got a photo of Eve. Oh, you like this one. I did. It was Eve looking through a door window circular. And it looked like it could have been a restaurant or wherever she worked. Who knows where it is. But the caption Killing Eve had was through the looking glass. And I really did enjoy that analogy. Perhaps, probably, most of you are familiar with where that phrase comes from, through the looking glass. If not, it's an Alice in Wonderland reference. And what I especially loved about it is because Eve's hair is up in this photo. And given the sort of analogies and symbolism you can try to take off the looking glass of Alice in Wonderland, I'm like, it's like the polar opposite of Eve. The looking glass would have Eve with her hair down, dark Eve rising, Eve without inhibitions versus Eve trying to keep her shit together, which is Eve with her hair up. Which, side note, I don't think it's a coincidence that when we see Eve and Kenny is talking to her and it seems like she's just in her life, her hair is down. Because right. she's in there, she's accepting it, she's living that fucking life, and I think Kenny's murder slash pretend suicide or whatever the fuck's going on is what leads to her putting her hair up for the first time in a long time, is that she's trying to get back to business. She's trying to do that thing. We know that when Eve is trying to get to work, she puts her fucking hair up because she's trying to be organized and detailed and logical. And when she's trying to be dark Eve rising... 
the locks just flow. They flow, and that is what we prefer. <laughs> that is what Villanelle would prefer. But who the fuck knows how often we will get it this season. Um, And let's see. We got another main trailer on the 3rd of April that we can play really quickly. Now you're back to work. You have to know. He's alive. <laughs> Even Ray cried with a wine glass. Break. <laughs> Bonjour. Bonjour. Like, what is even uh, happening is in this trailer? <laughs> what is even happening in this trailer? And well, I don't know why Villanelle's telling someone they don't have to be dramatic when her whole entire life is dramatic. So her whole entire life She's, is a drama. She said the same thing to Raymond. Oh, so dramatic. Which is why I'm saying pot, calling kettle. Villanelle, you were the same person that threw a whole fucking skit with a beard on for Constantine just to try to distract from the fact that you murdered a bunch of people you were supposed to murder because Eve's locks had you fucked up. Eve fighting with the vending machine is a mood. <laughs> She's like, I paid my money. I want my damn snacks. I mean, that's just Eve in general, beating up <laughs> inanimate objects to get out her frustration in life. Also, Villanelle screaming at whatever fair this is, likely in Poland, wherever Nico fucking is, is ridiculous. We definitely see that Villanelle totally murders somebody with that tuning fork that we speculated about. Because right. she's like, she's holding it. She's looking at it. Interestingly enough, and I've seen more than one person make this comparison on Twitter, that the outfit Villanelle has on when she has the tuning fork, it looks like she's sitting at a piano. In my mind, I'm like, are you killing your wife? And I don't know why that came out. I'm just trying to figure out why Villanelle looks so calm and dressed well. Like, she's just like, she's just chilling. Like, she's just chilling. Like, she's not on a job, but she's just there. And so I'm wondering if that's her taking her own wife out with a tuning fork. It's a really extravagant guess. But since we have nothing to go off of, I'm just going to leave it there for right now. I, Villanelle kills her wife with a tuning <laughs> fork until proven otherwise. And we get to see some, like, bloody scissors on the ground. So we know someone probably gets murdered with some scissors. Back to Villanelle as a clown. Of course, frustrated Eve at this place. And also Eve brushing her teeth. Like I said, what right. and what looks to looks be. Right. Right, like, a public bathroom and if that could just be Eve <laughs> and could that just be Eve coming off a one night stand with a bitch I will be okay if that could just be Eve coming off some bad behavior with another woman I will be alright alright that's all that's all, that's all um, there was a smashing of a vase but I guess we, we could worry about that there's a lot of on. smashing right it's hard to say what's being smashed I mean we also see Eve puking at the yeah. at her job maybe she just learned Villanelle's alive and trying to get her or maybe she just ate something gross. Who really knows why Eve is puking? But it's probably in between those options. It's probably connected. Let's say she probably sampled the cake, realized that the cake was from, threw the cake, threw up after. Unless they're different outfits. I mean, some people think she could have tripped or something for the scene in which a cake goes off the, the roof. But I think Eve looks like petulant Eve when she's approaching the edge of the roof with the cake. And maybe she's doing a typical Eve thing where after she destroys something, she's like, oh, wait. Right. Like wait, when she broke I didn't mean the, to destroy it. Like, I actually want to know what kind of cake you said. I was actually curious. Is that Was that vanilla? Was that chocolate? Was that banana cream? Like, what were you doing? But she doesn't realize that she was curious about all that until after her immediate reactions to throw it. But to be fair, to be fair, if... My ex sent me a cake to let me know that they were getting married because they were totally over me. I'd be like, first of all, you're a liar. Because who sends a cake to people they're over? Right. You don't send shit to fuck you. This is petty. I'm throwing out your cake. 
Oh, well, so yeah. I can understand why Eve oh, we're not, would rush out we're to be not like, the fuck this cake. Society. Fuck this cake. <laughs> fuck you and this cake, Villanelle. Fuck propriety. <laughs> but there is a scene of Eve's face, like, after the cake falls, where it looks like she regrets it, so. Like, uh, <laughs> or, like, oh, did I just do that? Like, she's still finding new uh, levels and depths to herself. I mean, right. grow. Keep growing. Keep growing. There's also a scene of Villanelle in a garden. I would assume a murder happens there because I just don't know why else they would show us that woman unless Villanelle takes her out and perhaps it's part of some greater plan to do with the 12 that we have not yet figured out. I am dismayed that every time we see Kenny in one of these trailers, he is in the same same fucking outfit. outfit, Everyone else got different outfits. Carolyn got different outfits. Eve got different outfits. Nico has two different outfits. Kenny in the trailer, you guys. One fucking outfit. It's not a good sign. Um, is this scene that keeps flashing with Villanelle? It looks like she's in like a hockey. That is where she is. I'm pretty sure that is when she is in Poland and she's fucking with Nico. She is at a hockey game. Right. Okay. Did you say stadium? Do you even watch sports? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Arena? It's a a rink. A hockey rink. A hockey rink. It's all ice. But yes, she is in a hockey rink and she is blowing an air horn and she looks like she is really intensely trying to disrupt whatever's happening at this game. Maybe it's Nico playing with his friends. I'm like, why does Nico even have friends to play hockey with? But okay, all right. But that's definitely something that's happening. And of course, we see her with the clown, which given some other stuff that we have found out, I would assume that Villanelle is training another assassin in this clown outfit. And we also have a shot of Eve running out of something. Like she's discovering something or running to find out what just happened or something. Right, like she just got outside. So at first I was like, could this be some sort of uh, medical facility? Could it be wherever? Did you not see what she was running out of? It definitely is not a medical facility. It says like Shadbourne House. It looks like some sort of, I don't really know, but... The last thing that I would guess is a hospital. Could it be? No, because that's me then musing and I'll, I'll hold off. But I'll revisit Shadborn when we jump to musings. I feel like that's what you do. You like you fixate on things that ultimately won't even matter. But you do that. You focus on Shadborn for your musings. I I can't even imagine what it would be. The other scenes I would imagine we see a Villanelle just have to do with her killing people that we don't know are relevant. And some scenes of Carolyn also looking like she's a bit manic, like she's thrown something down, either in frustration or because she's trying to get the secret key out of the place, <laughs> which it's hidden. <laughs> Only two reasons I can come up with there. After that came out we ended up getting a photo from killing eve that came with a caption meet geraldine and this was essentially the same day that the other ew article dropped where it was mostly a feature on carolyn and Gemma whalen coming into the show playing carolyn's daughter as it was revealed carolyn's daughter geraldine that is who she's playing and we know for a fact that carolyn and geraldine are not on the same page as people right and it was revealed in the article that carolyn essentially has a line where she's like look you are always you are always your father's child and i guess kenny was always mine and it's like whoa that's shady that's fucking shady and it just added fuel to the fire of us thinking kenny was dead because geraldine in this photo in ew is in a black outfit now she could just like black she could just have that (laughs) new yorker john or they could be at kenny's fucking funeral because where is carolyn's daughter that we've not met before what is she doing why is she not in carolyn's life why is she suddenly back for a murder (laughs) <laughs> slash suicide that they say, according to the 
people who have reviewed it, that it is a suicide that happens. And I'm like, who else's suicide is it but Kenny's? Literally, who else? That she would care about. Right. No, I get it. Oh, wait, I'm going the wrong way. But I do love this white coat. So if it is a funeral, Carolyn, in white at a funeral is... I guess one side so Carolyn, uh, but uh, no, but it looks good. It looks it like does. everyone else around is also in black. It looks like Carolyn is the only one who we could try to focus on that's definitely not in black. Well, Carolyn wouldn't be. She's atypical that way. Everyone else would wear black to a funeral and Carolyn would absolutely most definitely wear white. All right. So this other teaser we got had a bunch of other scenes from the first main one we had, but also some others and additional lines from Eve and Kenny. So we'll play that real quick. When I think about my ex today. (laughs) When I think about my ex today, my petticoats are done. I am so much happier now she's dead. Sure, boo. She's not dead, though. You know, you really shouldn't leave your front door open considering the amount of people that have tried to kill you. Mm-hmm. She's leaving it open for Villa now. I actually like that thought. That scene of Eve looking at someone on the bus reading Vixen's Bite and her rolling her eyes. Like, you don't know what a Vixen's Bite is. I do, though. I wish I knew more about a Vixen's Bite, but. Admitted, Eve. You wish I was here. Now, we do love that scene about admitted, Eve. You wish I was here. But again, I will always say admitted, Villanelle. You too. You too wish you were here. Like, stop playing yeah. games, girl. Like, you can't pretend like there's games to be played when you were like, Eve, Eve, just come with me. Eve, I'll do whatever you want. Eve, we can go live in a cabin. Eve, whatever you want to eat, I'll make it for you. Moment. Eve, Eve, spaghetti. No, forget the root and roll. Forget that I will do anything you want me to do. Like, that was Villanelle. Villanelle who shot Anton for telling her to sit, essentially, and trying to tell her what to do. Eve was like, do this, that, this, that, the next. And even without Eve asking, Villanelle was like, I will do whatever it is you want me to do. I will cook whatever it is you want me to cook. I will take care of the money. I will take care of the stress. All you have to do, Eve, is exist within mm-hmm. my space and be you. And please, if you could just break me off a little something, something, <laughs> I'll be all right. So Villanelle's fucked up. And I don't know how she's going to play pretend with Eve. I just hope Eve, like we were saying on the live, has that energy to be like, Actually, Villanelle, I heard everything you said from the first time we met. And I, I spent the last months, the last six months, marinating on it. And I don't believe you. I don't believe that you are over me. I don't believe that this wife is better than me, more interesting than me, more special than me. Because it's the kind of narcissism that Villanelle has. And if we're going to play this game that, like, Eve and Villanelle are more similar than they realize and stuff, then Eve needs to get some of that confident narcissism that Villanelle has and bring it, bring it to Villanelle's fucking face because I know she will find it hot. Eve is the one to call uh, Villanelle out on her bullshit. She is! She's the only one to do it. Right. She's literally the only one successfully to be like, you're full of shit, Villanelle, and get away with it. You really in love? Have sex with me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I won't object to that. It doesn't sound like it makes sense, but also... I wouldn't care. And but I don't it, know that Villanelle would care either. She'd right. be like, she's like, I'm not in love. Let's have sex. Oh, is that what you said? Nope. Oh. <laughs> Eve is like, wait, <laughs> wait a minute. And so I think that essentially is mostly other stuff. We had some other snippets come out, you know, UK trailers and things that you could find on the interwebs or Tumblr. 
did you or something like do, that. Did you want to do the Constantine one? I was going to do... I was looking for the UK one. I think that was what you... It's the trailer in which Villanelle has hiccups. <laughs> right there. <laughs> like the audio is kind of shit, but it's this one. He's a special person to kill. Right. So she has hiccups there, and I hope someone scares her um, to get those hiccups out. But yeah, she's telling someone, you know, I'm kind of a big deal. And I used to think that was Villanelle fishing for compliments, but now I believe that is Villanelle training someone and explaining how awesome she is, which <sighs> I'm sure that's a Villanelle, that's a job Villanelle does not want. She does not want to have to explain how awesome she is. She just wants to come into the room or for someone else to like do like, you know, when you go into uh, to court back in the day. Presenting! Villanelle, the best killer that ever was, the best dresser that ever was, the best that ever was. Villanelle, extraordinary. And she'd be like, oh my God, thank you. I love that introduction. Who better to prepare her for a life without fanfare than someone who feels that she stole her thunder just by existing? Wait, so who are you talking about? Who better to prepare Villanelle who's, who's for preparing? a life without fanfare? Who's preparing her? Who better? Oh, who's the who? Yeah, who's the who? Uh, Dasha. Wait, so you think Dasha's living a life without fanfare? Where did that arise? It looks to me like she's a creepy old lady that is living misandry <laughs> to the fullest. And I, I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad at old ladies who are really, really dangerous and murderous. And if she, she looks like she could be more dangerous than Villanelle. So that's hot. That's like the same thing of Carolyn. Right now, Carolyn, to me, is more dangerous than Villanelle just because of what she knows and her access. Yeah. And so that's that's the scale of dangerous woman that's always going to be fun for me. The hierarchy of danger. We do have a teaser. I guess I can play that now. And I'll do the one with Eve and Kenny. Where is a teaser clip that came out just today, I believe. Yes. And it is of Villanelle and Dasha, who we learned is played by the Dame, Harriet. And in this clip, we find out some really interesting things like, oh, Dasha is the one responsible for training Villanelle and shit like that. So we're going to play this clip really quickly and then we will discuss they have been watching you since rome you know that don't you you're not easy to replace you should see some of the cretins they sent for me to train the cretins if you did ever walk back in i can get you more of everything money travel of note is Villanelle bleeding from her Ooh, nose? better than you've ever had. You're so talented. You're the best I ever trained. This You're is the way you start to get Villanelle on your side. It's true. You have a brilliant career ahead of you, Oksana. Do you think I'm stupid? Do you think I'm stupid? Now this part is ridiculous. I'm still champion. Best of Dasha the Dasha held out her hand and hey. she pulled it away before Villanelle could get it. I get them in Portuguese. Yeah! Hey, that is cheating. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it sounds like there's definitely heavy, heavy familiarity there. But Villanelle don't got time. Like, not even, like, a little bit of time to entertain. You don't make any sense. What do you mean Villanelle doesn't have time? What do you mean? The woman has said, I have not been able to train other people besides you. We have established certain things all of a sudden in this one scene for Villanelle. One. You've met this woman before. Two, she's higher than Constantine the Twelve. Three, she trained you. Four, she trains a lot of people. Five, Villanelle's not easy to replace. When Raymond certainly gave that indication. When Anton certainly gave that indication. So clearly, in this six months, they've not been able to find someone excelling at the murder, no matter how difficult, as Villanelle. So, yeah, beyond history. 
It's invented history. It's history that did not exist before because there was never any sign whatsoever that Villanelle possibly had another connection to someone in the 12th who was important besides Constantine. So I don't see how you don't have more to say. If you guys, listeners have something to say, please reach out to me because I'm trying to figure out how it makes sense. Terrence has given me nothing in this category. I don't think that there's going to be immediate trust there. And I don't think that she's going to entertain any of what was being offered. Well, definitely not immediate trust. I don't think Villanelle really trusts anyone. But it seems like she would have reason to distrust because whatever truth she felt like she was going on was definitely not the case. And Constantine kept her at arm's length with other stuff related to the 12. And so it's all just very interesting. I think that's one of the weirdest things that could be cool. Like, that's one of the things that for me personally, that Suzanne will either hit out of the park or fail at is Dasha. Either Dasha will be a character I love, like Elena, or Dasha will be a character I hate. It's possible that Dasha will be in the middle, like, like fucking Jess, but that's not good either for me to be ambivalent, yeah, which no, is how I, I was to, about Jess. Like Jess could live, her. Jess could die. I don't fucking care. And so to me, this is a major development in Villanelle because we've seen things in articles talking about, oh, maternal vibes and whatever. And I'm just like, what? And so it's like, this is going to be like a surrogate mom for Villanelle because what's weird about that is that they already put Constantine as a surrogate dad. Yes. And so I just, it's just interesting that in the third season, they're like, here is this woman that's going to be like a mom or was a mom to Villanelle to the point where they're playing these hand games. What? We not heard of her. Nothing's been said. Villanelle's never been like, oh, I could call Dasha, though. And so I'm just like, that's something that I just have to be perfectly honest. It's weird for me. It doesn't all line up. And I really have to see how they explore this. What happens with her and Constantine when Constantine comes back in the scene with this Dasha woman in the picture? Because I just don't know how it all works. To me, it changes her relationship with Constantine. It makes it less important somehow to me because instead of Constantine just being her primary point of contact in the 12, which is what I assumed, now I know that there's others. There's another primary that potentially has more influence than Constantine. And I'm shocked because I would have said Constantine was the only one this bitch might not shoot. But now they're trying to make it seem like Villanelle has a piece of feeling, just a piece, but a piece of feeling for this Dasha. And I don't get it. It also helps to make someone else seem very, very, even though they're slippery, but they're back in the expendable region. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Since someone else has the pull or access, it's like, then what do I need you for? These are things that were said in series two. Where it's like, well, I know why they want me, but... I was going to say, too, that Villanelle has a bloody nose in this. And so Dasha gets a hit in, which I do like. Because <laughs> Dasha looks like she's potentially in the retirement age zone. So she was able to bloody Villanelle's nose like Villanelle bloodies her lip. Presumably, that is the interaction that we saw in the first trailer where two women are choking each other at the same time. And it's definitely Villanelle and Dasha. Mutual choke. I love to see it. Uh -huh. More women choking women and killing Eve versus men, men. choking women exactly. and killing Eve. That's fine. I'll take that i think to round out these clips and things we were finding is the kenny and eve clip wherever the fuck that is rest in i don't know all the peace you can muster oh actually before that kenny clip there is another clip we found a villanelle shopping in some kid's shop or stuffed animal shop and she's holding several stuffed animals and at the end of the clip a girl comes in and offers her a pink teddy bear like oh you want what about this one? And I'm pretty sure this is the teddy bear that she does buy with the talkable heart that she can record her voice on and then sends to Eve to be like, admitted Eve, you wish I was here in your bed. And again, as long as this line comes out of my mouth and we talk about it, I will be following it up with Villanelle, you're showing yourself and what you actually want, Villanelle. This is what you're doing. And it's great because Villanelle is being typical Villanelle with the fucking face expression she has of like definitely not wanting to be in the place with all those children but also shopping for her bae lots of kids 
Would you like to make a talking bear? <laughs> oh, would Villanelle you like space. to make a talking bear? And she sure did. She really did. She was like, that's perfect. I know Eve loves the sound of my voice. She might do something with this bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let us play this preview scene with Kenny and Eve. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You texted me. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. It didn't make a lot of sense. Something about loo paper beer. Uh, uh, oh, drunk I'm Eve. Eve is drunk texting. You know, you really shouldn't leave your front door open considering the amount of people that have tried to kill you. Oh. Uh. Uh. Now they're sitting on the ground drinking okay, probably tea. Say, I would say coffee, but they're in Britain, so I'm tea. really, really sorry oh, no, about what no, went down. No, and let no, me say it's really best if you didn't. I prefer things buried. Exactly. Well, that's very British. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Eve is smiling, but not for long. I want to see you. After they transported you from the hospital in Rome. Really? But they weren't allowing visitors, and I felt a bit... Uh, lucky those tourists found you when they did. You missing MI6? Absolutely not. How is it? I've no idea. I quit. And that is the end of the clip, confirming what I suspected was going to be the case with flashbacks, which was tons of exposition. Well, maybe not tons because this wasn't a ton, but this was all exposition. This was let's say out loud what happened so you don't have to know later. And so in this, we learned that Eve was found by some tourists, which... <laughs> That seems really unlikely given <laughs> where they were in the ruins, how deeply they walked in, the fact that Eve beat down a piece of wood to get to that one place. But okay, sure. The ruins that were closed in which Philanel broke the lock had some tourists that were wandering in that part of the ruins without a tour guide to see Eve bleeding out, who was not done bleeding. And they got her help. I'm going to wait until the season comes out to really say whether or not this feels plausible to me. I had a number of scenarios about what felt plausible. Actually, I will say, side note, that that's what it feels like is happening to Killing Eve just in the trailer. That Killing Eve was still grounded in some sort of reality of life. Of, hey, this is how the FBI works. This is how MI6 works. This is how Interpol works. This is how crime, international yeah, crime works. Going, yeah. It looks as though they're completely removing the grounding from Killing Eve. They're saying, reality? Who is that? Logic? Who does that? Not us! And so none of the stuff that has been revealed to me thus far for season three makes sense except to say espionage. Like Kenny is a journalist. What? Kenny is a journalist. Awkward ass Kenny. Okay, cool. Dasha. Dasha trained Villanelle. Oh, she did? Oh, they trained? Oh, they, are they like mother and daughter or something? Okay, that's cool. I did not know. And this with Kenny and Eve and the tourist. I really thought, okay, Kenny maybe calls somebody or does something. But he says, lucky those tourists found you when they did. Okay. And I just will say this now, even though it's not in the musings, if Killing Eve decides to tell me that Villanelle intended to kill Eve, I just need to know that you've really jumped the shark right, for that's how. A whole lie. No, for me, it's not even about us a lie. It's about the fact that Villanelle is a, is a professional. She's a trained assassin. We've learned she's not only trained by Constantine, she's trained by Dasha. If Villanelle was trying to kill somebody and she shot through the abdomen one time, that's retire. Villanelle, because assassinship is not what you're supposed to do. They won't do that. They know better. 
They know better, and they, they know that that's not this show. They would know better. They for know what? better than to say that Velna was trying to kill Eve in the end of series two. Well, who's Suzanne they? Sally Woodard-Jenner. She had all today. kinds of quotes <laughs> from the end of last season and this season. You keep that faith if you want to. Everything is looking so absurd for Killing Eve. I just it just looks like I'm going to have fun, and I hope that that feeling is correct. That I will have a lot of fun. That it'll be really insane and a great ride. I love what this trailer is showing me. Um. I don't want to call it a bizarre return to a version of normal that Eve has, but yeah, her sending her, what, her fake grocery list or whatever it was to Kitty by accident, on accident. Um, She was probably looking for snacks. Who knows? She could have just came back in from doing some version of hanging out, whether with people or alone. You mean Eve's drunk text to Kitty? Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. I don't think Eve has anyone else to text. I think in her phone, in her conversation list, is Villanelle, Nico, and Kenny. And there's only a limited option in terms of who she would. I'm sure Elaine is in her somewhere. But who should, who is she in her text? And so all this says to me is if Eve was sending drunk texts, it's possible that Villanelle killed that number that MI6 was using. But I'm just wondering if Eve ever drunk texts Villanelle. And she just doesn't get it because she killed that phone. See, it's the, I just, it's it's the, the little po- side things. The thick, thick request. So could someone like a Carolyn get access to those texts. Carolyn can get access to whatever the fuck she wants. Right. So, so that's yes. she got all the postcards and now she got all the texts <laughs> intercepted that the Carolyn other has never all get. the media for her spank bank. Right. That's all I'm going to say. Lord. So that was it for a trailer revelations. Uh, anything else to add? Uh, well, there was also a Constantine trailer for those who, who are into that sort of thing. But, and who knows by the time this gets released, there'll be more trailers than that. But, that's just. I feel like nothing is really said in the Constantine trailer. It's just screaming. Yeah, I feel like it's just the last. He says one line to Gemma Whalen's character, but. But yeah, so far, aside from no trailer-wise, I think we got all of them. Looks like now. Constantine's is fifteen seconds. I guess we could play really quick, but there's not really much in there. <laughs> oh yes, it's my job to do terrible things. <laughs> What is it with everyone hiding in the dark? His one line. So there's not really anything except chaos, chaos, chaos. Who knows what's going on? <laughs> but in that Constantine trailer, we just see him with Villanelle. Like we expected to see him. We see he shares at least two scenes, it looks like, with Gemma Whalen. Who knows why? There's a scene of Constantine bumping into her. Like he is trying to purposely bump into her, which makes an interesting case for the people who think that she is potentially Constantine's daughter and Constantine knows it because I would presume that Constantine, if it's not his daughter, is bumping into Geraldine to fuck with Carolyn because he's trying to aggress towards Carolyn for doing what she did and keeping his family away from him for stuff. And so you suggested in the last snack that maybe Constantine feels a way about Carolyn having that control or that power, maybe, and maybe he's going to try to flip it back on her shit with her child. I don't know because maybe something happened to Irina. Maybe Irina's gone. Maybe Irina's dead at this time. I don't know. But anything is possible. So there's that. And there's a scene of Constantine in bed. It looks like someone is getting in the bed with him. I don't know who that is. I hope it's not Carolyn. But also, I don't know who else would be climbing in that bed. It can't be Villanelle. Looks like someone shocks him or surprises right. him it in there. It looks like, yeah, I don't know what's happening there. And then the thing with the Gemma, the second Gemma Willen scene where she is in a room and Constantine is like, God, why are people just like in the dark? She looks like she's on some Susie Homemaker shit. Her right. hair Her is pulled picks, up. Yeah. It's like looking like she's going to church. She's got on a Villanelle flower dress. Like she's a homemaker. And so I just don't know what's going on. And this is the one scene that makes me think, is Constantine your father? 
father? Because why are you meeting him there unless you're trying to help your mother in a way that you have no business helping her <laughs> that will get you killed? So that was a random side route, but that is a side route I just invented. And that same color uh, palette that she's wearing oh, yeah. is the same as what's you get a, a arm sleeve of when you see the image of Constantine banging his uh, fist on the table. So I don't know if there's some sort of pressure or counter offer making a deal situation going on. Counter offer from what? I don't from know. Homes. But he's tired of games. It looks like whatever's going on, Constantine is. But if tired Constantine is of tired of the games, games I'm trying to figure to out playing, why though. he's there. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out why he didn't stay wherever the fuck he was with his family. I'm trying to figure out why he went to Villanelle to say, hey, Eve is back if he didn't want to smoke. So, yeah, who knows what's going on with Constantine? But I think he is sick of being dragged around by Carolyn, who definitely has the bigger dick. So she's just like, listen, this is what it is. I'm Carolyn Maltins. Get over it. And maybe he tries to get back at her in some way, which ultimately will only result in Constantine getting dead. I do believe Constantine goes down. If he tries to turn up against Carolyn, it's going to expedite the rate at which he dies, in my opinion. Her guns are bigger than yours. All of her things are bigger. Oh, okay. So there was an image that someone shared with us, which is basically for our last revelation... Uh, we're going to take a look at a screen cap that someone took of what is the episode description, which is, I guess, depending on your cable service provider, you can fast forward the days and look at a program and see sort of what it's about. Oh, you're talking about TV Guide? I have it up, so I'll read it. All right. So on the Killing Eve website on AMC, under season three, they have the third season continues the story of two women with brutal pasts addicted to each other, but now trying desperately to live their lives without their drug of choice. For Villanelle, the assassin without a job, Eve is dead. For Eve, the ex-MI6 operative hiding in plain sight, Villanelle will never find her. All seems fine until a shocking and personal death sets them on a collision course yet again. This journey back to each other will cost both of them friends, family, and allegiances, and perhaps a share of their souls. And then for season three, episode one, we know that it is entitled Slowly, Slowly, Catchy Monkey. Now, I, the only thing I've seen of a monkey so far is in that scene with Villanelle and Dasha when Dasha is trying to implore that she come back into the fold and Villanelle looks at some monkey statues and picks one up. Oh, right. So perhaps it will have something to do with whatever the fuck is happening there or if this is a location where Villanelle is getting married. Perhaps there's monkeys that are relevant. <laughs> I don't know. But I suppose we'll figure it out. And the description says, Eve is attempting to rebuild her life, having been shot by Villanelle. Villanelle is also moving on until she is approached by an old foe. Carolyn is being undermined at work, and Kenny can't leave his own investigation into the Twelve alone. Well. <laughs> All right. So that description to me is reading as, I see where they're going with Reporter, but that's I'm trying to not compare him to these other things. But so he's just being more annoyingly persistent dog with a bone in a sense just trying but to I'm get like, to the bottom but I'm like is Kenny a reporter or but, is Kenny a blogger right because I'm just trying to figure out how you get to reporter right. when your whole career is at my sex I mean good luck Kenny and if it's a if it's if you lied your way to get to where you are I mean yay congrats because you have the computer skills use what you got to get what you want uh and then justify it after the fact I guess I mean more, we'll see where this uh where you land we will see we will see where who lands? Where Kenny lands. We'll see where he lands with him faking his ditch way. Oh, without Lord. a pulse. Lord. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to enjoy this being undermined at work thing that I read, but um, 
here's hoping that she really sticks it to whomever is trying to goad her or get under her skin. True. I'm rooting for you, Carolyn Martins. Why did someone find the description for episode two? You said someone was going forward in their TV guide. Is- yeah, but I thought I was talking about Sunday. Then you said oh. TV guide, and I was like, okay. Oh no, yeah, no. So I've only seen the description for episode one. I didn't, as far as I could tell, there isn't one published for episode two just yet. But usually those are out after the episode, the first one premieres. So and there's also usually the preview for next week as well. So and this is the first indication that we will see Eve Villanelle, Dasha, and Kenny and Carolyn all in the same episode. And action will be moving really fast to get us to whatever is happening here. All right. So that should wrap up our revelations. So then from here, we can move on over to our musings. Hmm. Well, hmm. Any musings. Any thoughts? Ponderings. Any feelings? Wonderings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can go first with the musings. Uh, so I began with... <laughs> Well, a lot of these trailers, when they all appeared on all the platforms, um, they're very, very open form for people to say as much as they want as far as uh, their, uh, to share in their excitement or maybe their uh, concerns or distrust or what have you. This particular stream of comments, which I can try to pull up, was... Um, <laughs> they're essentially their trailer comments from YouTube and they're just they're in a league of their own in a sense as far this as is um, your music? how fantastic they are. <laughs> I'll just let it ride. I'll see where this is going. <laughs> the comment section of YouTube. Uh, well, we don't have to Sounds start scandalous. here. We do not. You've already started it. You might as well continue it. Uh, but you're musing. I could take it back from the top. But now I know what the music. I don't even know what this music could be. <laughs> it seems like it's amusing of other people. So from what we have gathered from all of the trailers, um, we can do our best to sort of piece together what we feel the episode map looks like ultimately. Okay. Um, My... I'm not going to talk about the ruins and being found by tourists, even though I feel like that's a cover up. That's its own thing. <laughs> You're like, it's a cover up. It's it a is. scam. For all we know, Villano, tell the truth. Villano, tell the truth. She probably left a note like how Eve did in the uh, hospital, in the uh, hotel when she was like, there's a man who shot. You hold on oh, to the, that. <laughs> there's a man who shot. He's upstairs. Send help. Not a text, not a call. It's a written letter. <laughs> and someone followed, followed that trail of crumbs. Do you think her. Villanelle sent the tourists in there? Mm-hmm. Listen, I just shot my girl and I need somebody yep. to go in there and help her. Okay? If y'all yep. could just handle that for me, thank you so much. Don't tell her it was me. <laughs> Don't I'm tell not you saw to, anybody. Right. I'm not talking to her. Right. We're not speaking right now. And uh, let's see. Oh, the hall of which she's singing out of? I think that that is Villanelle shopping for a chapel. I don't think that that's her home. I think that's a place she's looking to actually. Um, what? I think that's a place she's looking Where to find Where she's doing her tenor. Right. Like, yeah. And then ooh. when you look, some of the chairs, they still have Outrageous. like. It's like a hall that's not all the way done because there's like sheets over some of the chairs. So I guess it's like, I don't want to call it a fixed art because it's a beautiful place. It's beautiful. But it's like, it's her envisioning or she was daydreaming in the place to be a thing or do a thing, which is why Lord. she was singing. She was getting into the moment to see, is this 
could this be me? Is this is this me? And she was, you know, feeling it out. Um, I was just leaning into how I feel Villanelle was trying to get into uh, feeling the vibe out of the place, which is why she was having her Disney Disney princess moment singing oh, out. Oh, right. And you she think she's shopping for there. whatever. She's shopping for a chapel or a place to get married in. I can't. Because it's just how it's shaped. Everything about it makes me think of like, oh, okay, uh, uh, a nice hall. Or maybe it's just nice... really old, like some Aaron Peel type shit you could afford. It could be when you got the money like that. I'm like, saying. And it looks like Villanelle's woman got the money. And where else can I... Are you like going through your musings? Is yes, that what this and is? I'm, and I'm going, what's relevant, what's not, what's relevant, what's not. Because a lot I has said, changed. A lot has yes. shifted <laughs> with the embargo right. being lifted. Right. Well, while um, you try to get yourself together, I will go over this article featuring Fiona Shaw and Gemma Whalen talking about killing Eve and a first look at Gemma as Carolyn's daughter. So the byline is a quote from Fiona Shaw where she's like, it's disastrous. Hence Fiona Shaw of the relationship between Carolyn and her daughter. So the article reads, in a delightful twist that no one saw coming, killing Eve is returning sooner than you think. We are happy about that. Blah, blah, blah. The fallout from the season two finale, you know, when assassin Villanelle shot MI6 operative Eve in the back will be explored when the action resumes six months later and several key new faces will be introduced among them is Gemma Whalen best known as Yara from Game of Thrones and Gentleman Jack I mean but I'm sure best known as Yara sure a lot of people watch Game of Thrones who enters the picture is Geraldine the ultra empathetic daughter of Eve's former boss the enigmatic Carolyn played by Fiona Shaw below you can get your first look at the character and below that Shaw will drop a few hints about what to expect and what happens when Carolyn and Geraldine are reunited I guess Entertainment Weekly says who needs an editor <laughs> Not us. And then we have a picture of Carolyn, the one we mentioned earlier, where it looks to me like some sort of parlor, funeral situation. Darkly dressed people, except for Carolyn, looks like they're mourning. And underneath it, it reads a quote from Fiona Shaw, where it is the quote I just said. It's disastrous. There is a part where Carolyn says, quote, in some ways you are always your father's child and Kenny was mine. Wow, that's, Carolyn. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot to do. It's a lot. And it continues, for all the peculiarity of their relationship, Kenny and his mom have a lot in common. They're both slightly obsessive and maybe slightly on the spectrum. And they go on very well in their silence. They didn't have to speak much. I'm thrilled that Gemma has joined the family. And it's hilarious because Carolyn is just absolutely a red rag to a bull. With all of this feeling and self-help and emotional talk, it drives Carolyn mad. So clues there that Geraldine is in her feelings. She likes to communicate. And she is trying to get Carolyn to talk about her feelings. And we know Carolyn probably is like, don't be twee. And I don't know why the name Geraldine makes me think that she could be Constantine's daughter. But that's just a random thing that I'm like, the detail that makes it the most likely for me that she could be Constantine's daughter is that her name is Geraldine. And I don't know why. You would name your child who was a woman, a daughter, Geraldine. Unless you were trying to make it similar to the right. daddy name or something. Right. But the article continues. Shaw won't reveal the precise circumstances that bring Geraldine back into the family fold, though it doesn't appear to be related to the spy world, which Kenny did enter. Quote, she hasn't on the surface anything to do with the family business, says Shaw. That's not her interest. You'll find quite quickly that she's the one who got away. But she comes back and she tries to organize the household in a more organized way, which Carolyn really doesn't like. It's good because you get the family dynamic of there is love there, but whether there's actual like there is a difficult thing to say. They're very different people. Put it like that. So there's plenty of room for complication in this. 
And quote, the last of the article says, and in every relationship on the show, Killing Eve executive producer Sally Woodard Gentle recently told EW of season three, quote, it's the most personal season and the most emotionally rocky season. Comer, meanwhile, noted from a previous article we covered that Villanelle will be trying to gauge some sense of control. And that's it. We've covered that previous EW article and boom. So that was pretty much... A bombshell dropper. Yeah. Although I'm sort of confused at why drop all these bombshells before the premiere versus people just discovering it. Maybe I'm just fucked up with how things are happening with the Rona. And perhaps the majority of people who watch Killing Eve don't go online to read articles. That's totally possibly true. But also, it's a lot. That is a lot. That's a a lot. lot. So I found a link that I was going to bring up, but it crashed. And now that it's back, there's so much missing now. So this is Media Center. As you can see... They have a description for uh, episode two up now. That wasn't up before. Okay. And there were twice as many interviews and introductions. So the people who are missing from the introductions. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. So, interviews and introductions. All right, I'll watch you. I'll try to do this here so you can see. You click on one. It, it's an actual interview Q&A with each actor. Oh. So there was... Not only Sandra Oh was here. Where was Nikos? It was here. So Sandra Oh was here. Jodie Comer was here. Fiona Shaw was here. Kim Baltnia. Um That's like a thing that I found with um, Sean Delaney, where he had a thing his, on he, it and it disappeared right. from the website. Where'd right. it go? Things like that bother me to no end. And I wish I had to cash I'm on sure somebody thing. got a screen cap right. somewhere, but we would have to put out a call to be like, where does anyone have uh, this? The, the dame had one that was here. So where's uh, it at? It, they're not here anymore. That's that bullshit. It's frustrating because I was going to definitely do some using on what was written. And they See, are See, that's why gone. you take screenshots. I know. Well, I don't know. I need to. Well, when I get a real computer <laughs> and I learn how to, to really your phone. use it. You have an iPhone. No, I know. But uh, the phone mostly will cache what I have and they'll just stay there. So even if it's like gone from anywhere else, it's still here and I can still right. pull it up. Uh, let's see if I do this. Nope. These are all older. These are older ones, which is frustrating, but there was, I should have just, I mean, I shared it. I mean, it has been up for like 20 hours, but that was, but from what is here, if I start with Sandra O's, um, it ultimately begins. Where do we meet Eve at the start of series of killing Eve? Um, and she answers, Eve is in a place of recovery, trauma, and trying to heal herself. You see her back to her roots, back to safety and comfort. It's a new place that we've never seen her Let me hold before. Wait, what? Sorry, this... I just need to, whatever, finish this stupid thing. <laughs> it's a new place that we have never seen her in before. But she's also in a place of great strength, even though it might not look it. Weirdly, for the first time, she's truly independently taking care of herself and doing something specifically for herself. And then the next question is, what's happened between what the end mean? of series I hope two and the means, beginning of this? I hope that means learning how to love herself. And y'all know what I mean that, when right, I say right, that. Right, right. The greatest <laughs> love of all. Right. The okay. greatest love <laughs> of all. So then she is asked, what happened between the end of series two to the beginning of this? She says, between the time we last saw even Rome lying on the ground, shot <laughs> to, the moment, <laughs> to the moment we see her in the beginning of season three, it's about six months. She and Nico no longer live in the house, and they're not living together. Nico is recovering from his own trauma, so they are separated, but 
you see how she's trying to care for him. I'm like, hmm. The next question, did the series take you to all sorts of exciting locations once more? Her answer, we shot in this beautiful Romanian village called Vistri. It's a UNESCO heritage site where Prince Charles helped set up and they actually have a residence there. I would walk to set down the street and go through Prince Charles's house because our production Love. office was there, which is, uh, I guess, bossy. Uh, the next place that Eve gets to spend much of her time in is the beautiful village of New, Ma- New Malden. Uh, I honestly had no idea that the largest Korean population in Europe was in New Malden. Oh, <laughs> that's a bit I, of I a didn't giveaway. Know that either. Thanks. It was very exciting for me to be closer to Korean food. So I'm guessing that's where they're shooting more of her scenes where she's busking. No, she's actually cooking food within her ethnic background. And that's awesome. So that's probably why she's good at the dumplings for some of the listeners we were engaging with in the live. Because she knows how to make them. Like she theoretically, potentially, made those dumplings with her mama or her pops when she was growing up. And now she's reusing those skills. And she never made an omelet before in her life. That's that's what I'm going with. <laughs> <laughs> Next question is, can you tell us about some of the new faces that Eve is involved with? She says, near the beginning of the series, Eve meets a new group through Kenny and they end up being her people. Uh, the group offers... Her fake friends! <laughs> the Whatever. group offers the vehicle, the means... And the technology by which she's able to continue doing her job searching for the 12 in Villanelle. They work for a website called Bitter Pill, which is basic, which is based on Bellingcat, which is, I guess, well, the independent website news organization. Uh, they're a team who do completely independent investigative reporting. So he works. So then I would read that as Kenny works for a team that does inv- investigative journalism. But I still, I still would be easy on saying Kenny's a reporter because he not out here Lois Lane and and Ugh. knocking down doors and, and chasing he's really not. Like, that's like not I him. feel like that's what reporting is. It's right. like chasing down a story and like being tenacious about the lead. What do you have to say to all these people that you're? Uh, Tell us the truth. Right. Tell us the truth. I, do you work for the Twelve? That's not Sean Delaney. <laughs> that's, that's not him. That's, that's, that's not him. And if it is Sean Delaney, it's not Kenny. It's not Kenny. So it's not Kenny. To that's why I said if they out. gonna have people acting out of character, I just want it to make sense. And By it, the way, I found that link for Nico from the actor's own Twitter, and it is indeed gone. And now I want to know what it says. Did you read right. it? Well, not, not that I would be able Everyone, to Everyone, like... please send hate mail <laughs> to Terrence, because I don't know why he does this to me. So what was the Nico point? Had you one. read it. You didn't save it. You don't remember it. And that was deleted. So we can't even wonder about well, it. Well, how would I know it would be deleted by the time That's of the record? You're supposed to save it in your brain. You're supposed to say your brain. A dead link. I just wanted to say. I just wanted to say the people in the comments make it seem like Owen has some interesting things to say, and we will never know we will what never him and Sean Lady said. I will seek out to see who read this and retained some piece of information in their head that is relevant because someone did. Someone did. So while you seek, I'll go over to the next question. Uh, how did you get into the mindset to play Eve? And she answers, every season there's a certain amount of chaos in our job in trying to make a television show and make it good. It's a very mysterious thing, but when challenging chaos is present, somehow I've been able to use it creatively. Eve's own life is consumed by chaos. (laughs) She's trying to find her way through the mystery of the 12 and deal with tremendous chaos and loss that she has undergone. You don't have to step very far (laughs) to make something creative from that. Well, Well, I mean, she ain't lying. 
And then she did not. Next question. How have the actions of Villanelle affected Eve over the last three seasons? And how has that changed her? And she answers, so much has affected her relationships. I think the characters, the Eve-Carolyn relationship, the Eve-Villanelle relationship, the Eve-Nico relationship have really deepened and evolved. Because of my relationships with these specific actors, there's a lot that happens that is not on the page. God. (laughs) (laughs) That's a magical part of our show. And I give credit to the cast because of how we approach each other. Many of us are similar types of actors and how it costs us to tell the truth. And I really admire that. Jody and I don't actually spend that much time filming together. So it makes the scenes between Eve and Villanelle quite powerful. Jody and I trust each other very, wait, yeah, Jody and I trust each other very much. And we both have our deep understanding of the characters. It's wonderful when you're surprised when everyone thought the scene was about this and then something different happens between the actors. So what kind of fake out is she talking about? I just need. I don't know. So until the episode comes out, we were just going to be in a lurch. But, but well, great. She doesn't even say what episode. So. I know. She's just saying you, when you it's think a thing is going to be. Right. That's how Sandra O is. She's very <laughs> abstract when she gives answers, especially in the preseason stuff. She just kind of like goes with the artistic vibe of it. And then the final question for Sandra is, what can fans expect from season three? And she answers, Fans can expect a lot of change in Villanelle. It's quite remarkable where she goes. And for Eve, so much loss. You'll see what happens when someone is pushed to such an extreme, which does not go against the Dark Eve Rising theory. I'll just have to say. Interesting. You'll see what happens when someone is pushed to such an extreme. So that's that's going to be amazing. If you're on the same link i'm not on that link i was still looking for the old mcdonald article that is nowhere well that while that's happening there is an interview that was posted uh that jody comer did for promo where she is asked where do we meet villanelle at the start of season three and she says season three picks up six months later and it seems that villanelle is trying to lead a somewhat normal life and move forward She's trying to convince herself that she is feeling things that everyday people feel. In the opening of the first episode, she's at an event and gets an unexpected visit from someone in her past. A wedding? Who an event. shakes things an event. up within her world. A doctor trained Villanelle when she was younger, but the relationship was left on rocky terms. Villanelle ends up descending. But I'm sorry. On this she <laughs> said she trained Villanelle when she was younger, according to the show. And when Villanelle got out of jail as Oksana, I'm just trying to figure out what are they talking about? Are they talking about someone training Villanelle before she went to jail? Right, before Because according Anna? to Constantine, the show, they said it was about two year, two, three year space. So I'm just like, where, where did this training occur? When did it happen? When? Anyway, continue. You know, revisionist history. Um, I'm just saying. It's interesting. <laughs> Uh, Villanelle ends up descending in on this crazy journey with Dasha. She doesn't really have a choice. She's confused. So I guess, yeah, her balls are probably to the wall. And it was like, well, you could pretend to have this life or just let me wreck it without you um, doing what I ask. So she probably just took the path of least resistance there. Um, the next question for Jody is, as usual, Killing Eve travels to some beautiful European locations. Could you tell me about some of your favorite moments from the series so far? And she answers, in season one, we went to Romania and we went back again this season. Romania was my favorite oh, trip. Oh, sounds like Adina, Adina, mm-hmm. Adina. 
Romania was my favorite trip this season because we uh, were four hours outside of Bucharest in the mountains. We were expecting snow and it was scorching heat. <laughs> to film in places that you would never usually have the opportunity to film is what filming is incredible. Uh, Barcelona was also beautiful. That's where Villanelle is residing at the minute. Uh, she doesn't have a gorgeous apartment in Paris anymore. And Barcelona is where she's based. It's a really nice opening to the series because there's a lot of color, the vibrant and moving really quickly. So I guess we do lead and open with her and not Eve. So that's going to be actually, that's going to be cool. I like that. Her next question for Jody mm. is, uh, from Villanelle's point of view, can you tell me a little bit about the newly introduced character of Dasha and what the dynamic between the two characters is like in Indeed. the series? And she answers, Dasha is a blast from the past that Villanelle is not ready for or expecting. I'm just saying how far in the past. Right. That's how far we, in the past? We need we Because need now are we saying that Villanelle was training to be an assassin before Constantine found her for the 12 in a jail? Please. Anyway. There was a time in Villanelle's life where she had so much admiration and respect for this woman. But something happened between them, and Dasha's actions ruined that. They're at loggerheads for a lot of the series, but Villanelle always finds herself under the thumb of someone else, and this time, it's Dasha. Uh, it's a constant back and forth between the two of them. Villanelle is really reluctant to play ball and do as she's told, because if there's anything that she wants most in this series, it's her own freedom and control and not to have to play by other people's rules. God, I just want her to just be able to go and profess and live her life without all these people pointing her in directions and saying, do this and do that and jumping through hoops. If anyone's deserved their freedom, it's the self-proclaimed, well, not self-proclaimed, it's everyone complained, everyone acclaimed best in the business. Let her uh, go out on a high note. Oh, next question for Jody is, uh, Villano's costumes have always been a fan favorite, but Dasha has some great ones too. Jody responds, Dasha's got some amazing costumes. They're loud, a lot of leopard print, different types of leopard prints as well. She goes all out. Uh, next question, how was it working with Harriet Walter, who plays Dasha the Dame, Harriet Walter, in this series? Uh, Jody's response, Harriet's incredible. Harriet and Fiona Shaw have such ease within themselves and in their approach to their work. Mm. They're insanely talented, but don't take themselves seriously at all. To be on set with them is so much fun. I spent a lot of time with Harriet this season, and there was a lot of giggles and naughtiness. Hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was very fun. Mm -hmm. It was great to have her mm -hmm. this season. I found myself being freer within takes and then finding things. So... A fun, naughty fun. Naughty fun with, with Dasha. Yeah, well, whatever. Mm. They've already said it's maternal, so I'm not going to look for anything sapphic there. Although we know that the hats can be weird when it comes to maternal, but is it sexy? And it's like, no, keep that. Keep that. Uh, keep that. Um, uh, keep um, that Pornhub energy right. keep that, over there. Uh, that Tiger King. Oh, what is no. it called? Tiger Man. Keep all that tiger energy. Is it, but I, don't I don't think he was. But what know. does that got to do with him? I, I don't know. I what? Just, <laughs> I was I was what? relating and re I was relating the the energy of maternal but sapphic into That's not the Tiger King. What is so what is that? He is the dude 
uh, gay dude from the documentary. But I feel like taggers. Everyone was on the taggers. Well, yes, they're talking about it because he was super eccentric. He obviously was really gay, but also a criminal, but also like with issues. So like the intersection of this stuff makes for a wild story, especially because the other people in the cat world are also really weird and you know living like polygamous. But is it ethical? And are people working out of free will or some indentured servitude? Like it was really weird. But it just seemed like everybody in the cat scene was weird, including this one guy, Tiger King, who was gay, but also other stuff. But then he had lovers. Then they were like, these lovers aren't gay. But you know how I feel about gay for pay. I don't know that that is real. What is that? I don't know what that is. 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 I mean, if your heart limit is a couple of dollars, is that a limit? (laughs) It is how I feel. And I will stand by that. If your limit is a couple of dollars, that don't sound like a limit. (laughs) Well, um... (laughs) <laughs> well, let me get back into this article because I know have no, I don't know how to pay to be. You took us to out. You were the one that yeah. went with the whole tangent that made no sense. Well, I was looking for the maternal <laughs> but sapphic Again, connection. I don't know why anyone thinks that belongs together unless it's a Pornhub video. Maternal and sapphic. I really feel like this phenomenon is elsewhere. It's one thing to say, I like older women or I'm into older women. It's another thing to say that you're into moms. And yeah. someone who feels like a mom to you. That is in another category that I'm not That's comfortable true. with. So... I'm just going to say I never had maternal or like, what is the not maternal if you're a child, but you feel it, but you feel child thing to your maternal. Oh, oh I know what you mean. Yeah. I don't know what um, that is. I don't know. But I've I, never felt that. Right. I've never felt that. Nope. <laughs> so I know what you were trying to say. I'm just trying to say, it sounds like sister, my sister, and I would like to reject it. But instead of sister, it. my sister, mother, my daughter. Mother, and my I don't daughter. want it. I don't want it. <laughs> so the next question for Jody is, what's the dynamic like between Constantine and Villanelle in this series? And how has it been working alongside Kim again? Her answer, I love Kim so much. Villanelle doesn't love Constantine so much at the minute. Uh, in the series, we delve into Villanelle's past, the loneliness she feels, and what family actually means to her. Uh, but why? That's what everyone's but why? asking. Everyone's asking that How? question. Uh, anyway, continue. Uh, who are her family? Blood and not blood. She's always finds herself. Who to- cares? <laughs> Again, I just want to throw that out there. I just want to say that I don't give a fuck who her blood family is. Anyway. Uh, she's always found herself drawn to Constantine because he's the closest thing that she has. To what about Dasha? Sorry. Right? Sorry. I'm just asking questions. There's a really interesting dynamic between the two of them this series in a way that we haven't seen before. And there's the return of Constantine's real daughter, who I know fans have been wanting to come back since the first season. Uh, she's back with her own stuff going on. It was really fun to play around with that storyline again. Wait, who's back again? Uh, Constantine's real daughter. Oh, Edina. Uh, I'm hungry. Right. Yeah. We already knew that. <laughs> I just... Are there any surprises left in Killing Eve? Sorry, sorry. It seems I, like they give I'm it a oscillating, lot away. I'm oscillating back and forth between like, wow, all this juicy stuff, but all this juicy stuff without me actually seeing an episode. What? There's too much stuff. There's too much stuff. Put the embargo back down. I, like, I, don't let the embargo back down. I think probably down. with this, with all the actors' things, they were like, wait, this is too much stuff. We're going to need to... Maybe that's why they deleted Kenny and Nico's thing. Right. It because was Kenny, there was more it stuff. was Nico, it was Dasha. I sent out a tweet Suzanne. to be like, has anyone read the Nico thing? Can someone tell me what it says? Because Terrence has left me with ghost stories. And what did Sean say? Because why would they delete both Owen and Sean's? They Unless random Owen, fans did what they did and they, they were like, Kim, we're coming. They deleted Kim. They deleted Suzanne. 
and they deleted um they deleted at least I am five. really disappointed in you for not taking a single and screenshot. They deleted the damn and night. not only did you not take a single screenshot, you don't remember anything. I'm requesting again for the 18th time, please send hate mail to Terrence because this is not okay. Where are we now? Oh, the next question. Um how have you created the character Villanelle and married together the comic with her psychopathic killing tendencies? And her response, I don't want to give all my secrets away. Uh, but the truth is, I don't really have any secrets because I didn't base her on anyone. I wasn't influenced by anyone. I just ran with it and tried not to put her in a box. I think what people have enjoyed about her is that they find the humanity in her. I've always tried to lean into the scenes and the story in a way which feels truthful. I never stuck to any boundaries. There's a lot of myself in her with regards to the comedy and her sense of humor. Probably a little too much, actually. But I hope that's what makes her fun to watch. You'll definitely see a different side of her this series. And next question for Jody is, each series has had a different screenwriter and different directors. Does that make your job more difficult? probably jody's answer it's hard because every screenwriter writes completely differently and they have their own interpretations Uh, the first time you read the script villanelle is not always on the page and that's when it's great because it means there are conversations to be had i can give my input because at this stage i am the person who knows villanelle uh, the person who knows Eve or Constantine the most is the actor who's playing them. Uh, it's a real luxury to be able to come forward with your thoughts and ideas and help them in that way. Uh, it's always a process coming back and trying to stay true to uh, the show and carry forward what people love and know about it. Ultimately, we have to drive it forward in a new, fresh way so that Villanelle doesn't become predictable with no element of surprise. Mm. So that's like saying, oh, I got this script and wait, Villanelle's doing what? No, 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 no. Um, <clears throat> in my mind, Villanelle wouldn't do that. She'd actually do more of like this. Mm. But I mean, whatever, you know, gets you through the takes. I'm a, I'm a big fan of let me I'll give you two takes if you give me one. And who knows? We may like my take at the end the best. So, I mean, however we shoot, however we shoot. Uh, next question for Jody is, uh, what can fans expect from season three? Her response, uh, with Villanelle going into her past, it's like seeing her in a whole different world with a new insight, which is really exciting. Uh, everyone's being tested in different ways, and it feels like a couple of the characters come to a point of realization at the end. They're all on their own trajectories, but somehow their worlds collide in this series. To really reel people in, I have a scene with Fiona Shaw at last. <laughs> well, yeah, we know that. You should stick around for that alone. I've Girl, been the, the to... leaks have happened. So I've been fighting to get a scene with Fiona Shaw since day one. So it was a glorious day to shoot. Well, she's looking forward to that. Uh, what are your favorite costumes from the show? They asked Jody in her response. My favorite costume is season one was the suit that I wore in Berlin when I killed. But well, I mean, I feel like. She said this. Well, that's fine. I'll, I'll keep reading. Um, that I wore in Berlin when I killed Bill. It looked badass and I really felt comfortable in it. I had dark Martins on and I was weaving around everywhere in that club trying to catch him. Favorite costume from series two is the pajamas. I hated them at the time because they were very unforgiving. Very iconic, and they'd man. made them super small. But in the end, that was my favorite episode. When I saw them on camera, I realized how brilliant they were. 
I liked a different pair, but actually they were perfect and I was in denial. Favorite costume for Series 3 is hard to choose because I've got quite a lot. Uh, but there's an epic outfit on a golf course that is very green and looks like something from Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave that there. <laughs> so what was that last sentence about that wild outfit? That's the, <laughs> that's the Oscar de Grouch that's outfit. The, that is to the... quote one of our lovely listeners. Mm. And then the last question for Jody is? Wait, what was, could you read the line uh, about oh, yeah. Oscar de Grouch again? Uh, but there's an epic outfit on a golf course that is very green and looks like something from Sesame Street. Oh, I'm going to leave that there. I'm glad she said Sesame Street because I said Snuffleupagus when I initially saw it. And the next thing that came around was Oscar the Grouch from a listener. And those are both Sesame Street they are. characters. So it definitely gives off that vibe. Yes. Uh, right. And the last question for Jody is, what has been your favorite or funniest moment on set? And Jody's response is, my favorite moment of this whole experience was the week filming with Julian Barrett in the house. That was the episode of season two. This is what you episode get, two. Julian. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had that much fun on a set before. Everyone was going a little bit delirious and we were corpsing and giggling all the time. It was what sets should be like. We were, we're not rocket scientists. We're dressed up as other people and running around screaming. So... And that was the interview that Jody Comer provided for Media Center. Alrighty, 